Welcome to Compilation of Lindsay Bauer, and I have a guest here today, Mr. Mike DeVakis. Hello, hello. And he is the president of our fraternity and also a dear friend of mine. And so he's been begging to get on this podcast, begging every day, texting. No, just kidding. But it's been a long time coming since uh, since you got here. It has. I've Once I first heard you doing a podcast, I was so excited, so excited for you. And I always wanted to be one of your honored guests. Really? So this is a monumental day. I'm excited to be on here with you. It's about damn time. I'm, I'm so excited. When I got the text that your schedule opened up, I was thrilled. It's more like I got my life together for like the week. Like that's really all it is. I could do this anywhere at any time. It's just like my life will just be, mm-hmm. you know, a mess. And then we get back to it and we get back together. As it should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Up and downs. That's what I like to think. But we're here now. We make it, and uh, we continue uh, doing our thing. We do our thing. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you because I really haven't gotten to talk. You've been so busy this semester. <laughs> I really haven't even gotten a chance to like sit down, talk with you, see how you're doing, how life is going. How has the semester been? A bit like has it been so busy? I feel like you're always on the go. Yeah, it's been busy. There's just a lot going on. As I kind of talked to you a little bit about earlier, there's just. A lot of things to like kind of get in order with, you know, fraternity stuff, which mm-hmm. in or an organization is what it is, but there's that stuff and then there's, you know, post college stuff with job and figuring out what's gonna happen there. And then at the same time it's like, well, you know, we are college students, so we do still have to do school, right? Mm-hmm. So so you gotta figure out a way to make sure you're doing well there. So just juggling a lot. When you said that, I really thought you were going to say, you know, we're college students and, you know, we have friends and, like, literally that's where my friends are going to be, like, in school. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, obviously, because, like, school, like, college is so many things, right? And, like, balancing so many different things and learning how to live your life. But, like, then, like you go to school also to get an education, too. And that's mm-hmm. easy for, you know, a lot of people to forget about that aspect of it. Is, yeah. You know, in addition to all the fun stuff, that's also very, you know, just as important, I'd say. Have you... So what is been the priority this semester for you that priority this semester as far as like ak size stuff or just just life just in life like what like Mm -hmm. has been okay so like for me my overall goal and things like that has been i've been focusing a lot on just doing things that make me happy Mm -hmm. so focusing on on the podcast and focusing on writing and things like that like doing things that make me happy yeah um and I think by doing that, it's really, like, been helpful for mental health, all of that good stuff. But that's kind of been the overall, like, theme. Gotcha. Whereas, as they're, like, an overall theme or one specific section of your life that you're really trying to focus on or anything like that? I wouldn't say it's a specific section of my life or any one thing. But specifically this semester, and I kind of started focusing on this um, last semester as well. But, like, with it being senior year, just making the most of it and making everything count because, and I think it's applicable to most people in life, but like just kind of living in the moment. It's really easy to get ahead with planning, 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 and Mm -hmm. this, this, that, and and that's great, right? It's good to have a plan and be prepared. Like that's essential, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of things, but it's easy to just kind of forget to enjoy now. And the thing that I think this semester specifically I've been focusing on is making sure I'm enjoying what I have right now because it's not going to, not going to happen again, right? As, you know, as sad as that is, but, and and I get sad about that sometimes too, as most college kids probably do with leaving college, but it's one of those things where like, how awesome it is that we got to even have this opportunity that a lot of people don't get to have. Like, 
how blessed are we? Like how like thankful we should be to have those memories and you know meet Lindsay Bauer and do a fun ah, podcast, right? And and make all the memories, right? <laughs> like it's just so cool. And I think you know focusing on living in the moment can really make things. Um, it can kind of make time slow down a little bit, and I think that's something that everybody kind of needs. And do you struggle with that typically, like living in the moment? Um, when I'm not thinking about it, yeah, I like subconsciously just, when I'm not thinking about it, it's really easy just to kind of, you know, when you've got a hundred things to do and don't have a lot of time to do it, it's very mm-hmm. easy just to kind of let time get away from you. But I think when you consciously try to make sure, even if you do have a hundred things to do, just enjoy what you're doing and make time for like things you like, like you said, then, yeah. um, then yeah, it works I, out. I feel like with you, I've noticed every time like we speak, you're always very present. Like I've never felt like your mind was somewhere else, which it's surprising because... You're one of the few. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. No. Which is really surprising because I feel like you have so much going on that there's constantly a million things, but I think that's also the sign of a good leader to focus on tackling one thing at a time and, um, you know, focus on one thing at a time and not focus on the overall picture, I guess, and focusing on those individual issues, whatever, in your life. Yeah. In in the brotherhood, all of those things. I mean, it's it's one of those things are like I'm still learning. Like nobody's perfect with with any of this stuff. But as a leader, like there's always like get up the vision and same with like with anything like being a leader of your podcast or with school. Like there's a vision of an end goal of what you want to see happen. But I mean, you've got to. It's all about baby steps. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're never just gonna get there in one leap. So when it comes to leading a fraternity, like this is a group of people, right? So it's all about enjoying the people. Like I said, like I say this all the time with AKSI and um, with all that kind of stuff or any organization, it's it's really about the people. So if if I were to have a conversation with anybody in the organization and just not be focused on it at all, like, well, That's then I'm not even doing what the root of all this is, right? I'm not mm-hmm. appreciating what this is about. So again, it's like, and I'm not really thinking about that stuff when I'm talking. I'm not like, no. this is why I'm talking to you. Like, right? No, it's just like, it's just natural to like, enjoy what you have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, not get caught up in, in all the end stuff, but just kind of, you know, let the path take you there naturally. Yeah. That's really, that's good and impressive and very self-aware to know those things because that's not a, it is, it's very self-aware. It's not an easy, compliments make you uncomfortable, don't they? No, I, I mean, like, I appreciate them. It's they just are. funny. It's true. It's true. That's very self-aware of you. Like, that, take the, take the damn compliment. I thank you. It thank is, you for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. That's awesome. Um, okay, so where are you trying to go in the future? Where, where, speak, okay, we talked about the present, we're here, mm. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, let's now, let's talk yeah. about those. Screw the present. Let's yeah. move on to the future let's, stuff now, right? Yeah, yeah, we've already mastered that. Yeah. We've mastered yeah. that. Check. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So now let's think about, okay, what is, what is the, the future plan? Um, what is within this next, I mean, next year, like that's a big, any, anything specific? Or? Yeah. I mean, as far as general life stuff, I'm just kind of seeing where life takes me. Thankfully, like with everything with the pandemic going on, I was able to get a job. So like I'll be moving back home to Chicago and nice. excited for that. Cause you know, back with all of my family and all that stuff, but also really bittersweet too because going back home now is not going to be like the same home that mm-hmm. I left it's not going to be the same as the home I've got here on at Florida State and, and all that stuff it's starting a whole new chapter so it's kind of scary and I'm actually a person like I, I adapt well to change after time but that initial sort of change like really spooks me like really oh yeah like I, 
every single like transitional phase you could think of in your life always like spooked me a little bit. Not like I couldn't handle it, but it's just, I, I like being comfortable with like the people I'm with as most people are, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's always good to shake things up and I've learned to actually enjoy shaking things up a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, moving to high, I went to a really big high school with like four or 5,000 kids. Wow. So moving from middle school to high school, I was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. this is crazy. And then, you know, you go to high school and get comfortable and love it. And then mm-hmm high school to college, moving far away from home, which I never intended to do and all that stuff. I was totally spooked. How did you, you know? come? Like, how, how did that happen? How did you get here from Chicago? Yeah, it was, um, it was not intentional at all. So I knew, you know, the dorky side of me, I knew, oh, I was different than all my friends in high school where a lot of my friends like, oh, I have a dream school. Like this is where I'm going. Like I never really had like a favorite college team or anything like that. So I knew, whatever college I went to, it just, I wanted it to be good in whatever I was going to study. And one way or another, I, I knew I wanted to go into actual science and a whole dorky thing, whatever. And I thought it'd be good. And, um, and I was looking at schools that had the major and I, I was a baseball player in high school. I had a few different like offers to play at smaller D3 schools and I was going to stay close to home, do the whole thing. And all the schools I was looking at that had good actual science program, FSU kept popping up and it was a great school. And mm. Um, and I just brushed it to the side, like, no, not going to happen. And then one day, you know, my cousin kind of mentioned to me, he's like, dude, why don't you love wearing shorts all the time and you like warm <laughs> weather? Like, yeah. why don't you just go there? Like, give it a shot. And I just kind of like brushed it off and didn't really think about it. And, and then I was like, you know what? I'll apply. Like, there's no sense and, or there's, there's no, nothing wrong with just kind of expanding your options. So I applied, ended up getting in. And the crazy part was, is financially FSU became the cheapest school for me. So a lot really? of the, a lot of the schools up north, so I, I was applying to a few private schools, a few public schools, and a lot of them are like crazy expensive, like $30,000 plus and even with some scholarships, I mean, so with scholarship I had it was still like the cheapest school was probably like still $25,000, which is like I mean, I don't know what the average price of college tuition is, but like I would it seemed pretty fair. Yeah. And then applied to Florida State, and I think this is when FSU was trying to get a little bit more competitive as a school, and obviously we've, like, climbed in the ranks and all that stuff, which is cool, but I think they started pulling from different states to become more competitive, and and they gave me the in-state tuition waiver, so the in-state price. What? And then a little bit of extra scholarship money to make it, like, enticing for people from far away, like, hey, this is worth your while, come here. And I showed my dad, like, the the price tag on this school, and he was like, oh, we might have to like, we might have to think about this because this is a really good deal. So took a visit down to FSU and I mean, you got on the campus, you fall in love and I still waited until the last day to make my decision because like leaping that far away from home was like scary. But between the great program, the great campus and, you know, the financially it made, it made a lot of sense. And just kind of, like, internally having, you know, my cousin told me, she's like, I know you're scared about, like, going far away. Um, this is the best advice, like, I got, because I was all spooked out about college. Again, yeah. like, transitional face stuff. I was spooked, as most people are. And, like, I, I, I she was like, you know, I, I know you're nervous to leave from your family, but the nice part about you is you're blessed with a family who's, like, going to be there for you no matter what. Like, your family's your rock. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So she's like, if you go there and you hate it, like, come back. You know, we're not going anywhere. Aww. And I was like... I, thinking about it gives me chills. I don't yeah. know. That might be dorky, but I'm just no, like, oh, that's like the best advice ever. It like uh-huh. gives you a sense of like calmness. Like, okay, this is scary for me, but like, I know that I've got home base. Yeah. So let's take a leap. Let's take a chance. And like, 
see what it's like in a whole different, you know, part of the country and in a whole different unfamiliar place. And I did it. And now I'm like, see life in a, in a different kind of view of like, you know, what would it have been like if I had never, if I was just like, I'm not going to get outside my comfort mm-hmm. zone here. Like I'm going to stay close and near and do the whole thing. Like, which isn't bad either, you know, but I, I you know, with how life has gone and the way things have, have kind of traveled and all the people I've met, like I couldn't imagine any other way. So, you know, going forward in life, you know, back to the future stuff. It's like, I kind of take that with me, you know, whatever decision might be scary or new things are coming. It's like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be all right to take that chance. Well, and you kept, you said take a chance and that's what I just got tattooed on my body. So yeah. that was Did like, you really? yeah, I just got on my side. Oh, oh that's right. I saw you. Okay. Yeah. I just got to take a chance. Um, and so that's when you said that I was like, Oh, relatable, but, but yeah, right? it's so true. It's so true. What's to, the significance of your tattoo? Take a chance. So my grandpa who passed away, he was afraid of two things. Mm-hmm. He was afraid of flying and he was afraid of public speaking. Oh, those yes. are like both really common. Those are both very <laughs> yeah. common things. Yeah. And his job, he ended up working, um, with flight attendants. <laughs> I was going to say, did he work as yeah. a flight attendant? He wasn't a flight attendant. He taught them. So he was giving speeches all over the country teaching them how to do their job, all of these things. He ended up teaching a speech class at a college like, and, and traveled all over. So he said, um, I never heard that story before. And he was in the hospital. He told me that story. And then he goes, Lindsay, sometimes you have to take a chance. And then I was like, oh, writing that down, That's getting that one. one. And it's so true. And so I got that because of that. And I think exactly your, your story too. It, sometimes you have to take a chance. And a lot of times it works out. More likely than not, it normally ends up paying off in a good way. And even if it, again, I'm not a man of much wisdom, but like, even if it doesn't pay off or go the way you'd think, Mm -hmm. at least you learn something from it, which is still a positive in itself, Mm -hmm. you know, so... It's I'm definitely, cool. definitely more of an optimist, like, and it sounds like you are too. I mean, which I always, I always knew that, but it's a good way to look at life. You're a lot happier that way. Um, have you always been that way? Um, I've always been a pretty, like, happy guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I don't really think about it that much. It's mm-hmm. funny that normal, like, early you call me self-aware, but I feel like I'm not a self-aware person at all. I just kind of, like, live, like, live and, mm-hmm. and try to be, like, a good person, that kind of stuff. But... Um, I guess that probably has to do with, you know, just how I was raised and who I was around growing up, like just always trying to be positive about things. Like it's really easy to get down, but I mean, I don't know, just try to, I feel like trying to be a happy person and trying to always be, you know, happy around people Mm -hmm. and make the best out of things is just a really more exciting and fun way to live life. But Amen. Like that's so true. And are you, so are your parents like that or... I mean, yeah, I have great, great parents. They're, I've got nothing but great things to say about them. I take a lot of, a lot of, they were awesome parents and they still are and definitely made me who I am today. So they're, I mean, I'd say they're for sure like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the type of person where they always found a way to lift my spirits. I'd say my mom was, I feel like moms are always a little bit more like they can pull at your emotions a little bit better. Oh, for sure. But like, my mom was always, you know, like if I was down, she'd like comfort me, but always Mm -hmm. like made sure like hey like keep trying like mm-hmm. keep going forward all that yeah. kind of stuff number so. one fan yeah oh no my mom my mom i will hear her in the other room like listening to my podcast or i'll hear her like watching my tiktoks <laughs> and i'm like mom what are you doing and she's like oh i'm just i'm just listening or whatever and like will call me and it's i want to so ask cute. you about that yeah because that's cool so like <laughs> 
when you see yourself, like, other people, like, watching your content, or when you hear your voice on your podcast, mm-hmm. is that weird for you, or is it just, like... So, I've, so it, this this whole thing wasn't overnight. Like, it wasn't, like, one day I'm just, like, okay, I'm having a podcast, let me just record long-winded things that and me talking. Mm-hmm. It was in high school, actually, my first two years of college, I was at a community college, and I stayed home. And I started posting stuff just about, like, health in general. So, like, a lot more, like, fitness stuff. So yeah. I would post um, about eating right and the importance of doing that. And but and I'd take pictures of myself. And that was, like, very uncomfortable, too, because I wasn't exactly, like, 100% happy with my body at the time. And doing things like that, like, really pushed me out of my comfort zone. So I started with that. And then it got a lot of, like positive like it was me taking a chance like yeah. like a lot of positive feedback and I was yeah. like oh that's crazy like yeah. or people would say stuff like hey like when you post about like making your foods and breakfast and I really like seeing that I was like what this is just me living my life yeah, like this I is just, not me whatever I Reese's Puffs over yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> my avocado toast yeah and so that kind of started with that and then it branched out where that became very comfortable for me posting long paragraphs like it became very comfortable then that's when I kind of started to get into, okay, I want to have a podcast. And then it came, okay, how am I going to challenge myself? So I started a new page. Okay, starting with that, started working. And then finally, like making a website. Okay, putting myself out there with that. Actually speaking, making TikToks with like my daily joys, like doing little things like that. It built up to finally listening to myself. So at first it was uncomfortable, but now it really doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain ones that, like, for example, the I did one of, like, I'm writing a book, and a lot of it's about, like, mental health and, like, my struggles and things like that. And when I listened to that one, I listened with Issa and Zoe, and they because I wanted them to hear it, but I was with them at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a mess. I was so uncomfortable. I was <laughs> so jittery. Like, yeah. okay, what do you think? How's it going? Like, I was my I was very nervous about that. So I still get very nervous, but it doesn't make me so uncomfortable. You got got a little more used to it. Very like a lot more used to it, and now I'm like, what does make me uncomfortable is is the promotion, the self promotion. Like that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I imagine that's kind of hard to do too. Yeah, but I mean. I think you do a good job with it. Like, what's your, for self-promoting, I mean, that's, that's a tough thing to do, right? Because I feel like there's got to be, you just got to be steady with it, right? I don't mm-hmm. know what other strategy there is. I mean, I'm not a podcast creator like yourself, but <laughs> I'd imagine you just got to try to keep it steady. six episodes, I'm a master. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is hard. It's hard to, I'm, tr- I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. and figuring that out. And posting things on my normal Instagram. Well, I started a whole new page. Like, my normal Instagram, like, has, like, a thousand-something followers. This Instagram has, like, 120. And I made a new one because I didn't want the people that have already been following me. Mm-hmm. And I knew from high school and stuff like that. I didn't want them to feel it's obligated. It's kind of like a reset button. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to feel obligated. Here's a new page. And then only 100 of them, uh, you know. Yeah, you got to earn those 100 people. <laughs> I yeah. was like, those 100 came in very slowly. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I'm starting to get a little more got traction one again. I got one yesterday. Finally, Mike. <laughs> so trying to just continue to do things like that. But it's hard. It is so hard to, to promote yourself. Yeah. and But that's just, it's it's taking a chance. It's Steady grind until Spotify's like, here you go. Oh, Tom Joe Rogan. That would be such a... That would be such a nice, like, life. Just talk to p- really cool people all the time and just talk about life. And yeah. I feel like he's probably one of the wisest people 
in the world. Again, I don't know in person or anything, mm-hmm. but I feel like those type of people who spend every day just talking about different things, different perspectives, different people, different mm-hmm. walks of life, you get a really like nice image of the world probably. A lot, you know, learn a lot more things, oh, yeah. which has got to be super interesting, which is why I think you starting a podcast is so cool because oh, like... You know, long term, you probably like are gonna get to learn so many different things. And that's that's why I started it, yeah. saying I know absolutely nothing, and and I don't I don't know anything. Like I know random stuff, but I I don't know anything. So that's why talking to all these people with different walks of life and. Well, I think you do know a lot because I watched your podcast with Serrano, and you knew a lot about plastic. <laughs> I didn't know. That. There was a lot of talk about plastic, and I'm like, wow, this is really. I, I don't pulling, know anything about plastic. I was pulling stuff out of my brain that had not been there. Like, they were, like, in deep files, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was into that for a little while, but but it was funny hearing things like that. But but just talking about other people's lives and how they grew up, I love that. It's mm-hmm. so interesting to me and so fascinating to figure out, okay, why are you the way you are? What makes you, like, that I love. Why are you the way you are? Literally, why, why are you like this? Toby, <laughs> why are you the way you are? <laughs> Tell me, like, start three, two, one. Okay, why are you the way you are? Let's go. Like, I just love, I love figuring that stuff out. But yeah, yeah. so it's kind of all like that. But Melting pot of different things. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So with you, when you were a kid, what did you want to be? I feel like this is a a very common answer. But when I was a little kid, like I grew up playing sports all the time. Okay. So I. My two dreams, I had I had a backup plan. So my first dream was like I'm going to be an MLB baseball player. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't work out, I'll you know I'll settle for the NBA. Uh-huh. You know that was like I'll I'll be a basketball player. I'll be player. fine. But, yeah. You know because I just you know I thought it was you know so cool. And honestly, like I was to be honest, like equally I would have done like MLB or NBA because I was just like it'd be so cool to just like play sports for a living. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up on Michael Jordan videos. Like I watched mm-hmm. those all the time. So. Literally, so we had like the TV in the car, so we would take car trips because my mom doesn't like to fly. Uh-huh. Um, she had a really traumatic experience when she was younger, so like on any like long road trips to like baseball or basketball tournaments or like a, a family vacation, you know, we're in the car for hours. So mm-hmm. we had the little movie thing, and yep. and literally what we'd watch, me and my sister in the back, is Michael Jordan highlight films or ninety Chicago Bulls things. Like we might throw in like a Disney movie here and there, but we would just like study like Michael Jordan we thought that was he was the coolest guy in the world I still think he's like awesome Mm -hmm. and just the way he played and like the way he was so dominant at what he did and Mm -hmm. so successful and at the same time like pretty humble Mm -hmm. like it was just really respectable to see him and I don't know that was just one of those things like I I, to be that kind of like Mm -hmm. not celebrity but that kind of like athlete and have that kind of um, impact on people and to play that well and to just dominate at what mm-hmm. you did would be so cool. So did you watch the last dance? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. It I was incredible. Yeah. Even uh, if you're not a basketball fan, I'm or, not. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about it. Like, I mean, I appreciate the sport and I think it's fun to watch, but like, I don't follow it at all. Um, and that was so, so inspiring. Yeah. Like it really lit There's a fire. There's no off like, oh, button go. on that man. It's insane. He, and he's still, I mean, still just doing crazy things. A businessman, yeah. right? Like, one of the first athletes ever to, you know, not just make money, but, like, invest in Nike. And like now he's, like, a billionaire, you know? And then he's got a business with an NBA team, and he's got his sneaker line, and he's got this. And it's just like, wow. Like, just created a lot from mm-hmm. his talents, which is just so cool. And, like, probably doing a lot of things where, as a kid, like, you know, he probably thought about doing, but maybe, you know... 
it takes a lot of money and, and success to make that happen. So he yeah. just made it happen, which is really cool. His mindset is so terrifying. <laughs> it is so intense. And so, but I mean, you have to. It's infectious. The the, yes, it is. It really it's is. It's infectious. It just makes you want to go out there and do what you do. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, completely agree. So is he, because I wanted to ask you about like leadership and mm-hmm. leaders and people that inspire you that are leaders. Is there someone that inspires you? Like, I mean, obviously him. Are there other leaders and things like that that inspire you or different things you take away from from all different people? Um, yeah, I mean, there's different things that I take away from a lot of different people. Like, obviously, like, a leader in sports would be Michael Jordan. But I think the biggest kind of, when it comes to more structured things, like, not necessarily athletics, but more like business fraternity type stuff mm-hmm. and running an organization... The main, the number one person I looked up to is like, is my dad. He's mm-hmm. been a leader his, his whole life. He worked so hard from a young age and he's told me all of his stories to get where he was being, you know, first generation American, all that stuff. And, and it's, it's so inspiring to see how hard he works and, you know, because of all of his work and I, I won't, I won't go into it too much, but he was, he became a leader at a very young age, like probably in his thirties, like, and, and so he's been through it all and been through the ups, been through the downs and. You know, they're, uh, just seeing the way he handles himself, seeing the way, you know, you overhear phone calls as a little kid in the car and mm-hmm. seeing how, you know, you're able to be respectable, but get your point across mm-hmm. and be clear and be efficient in what you say. And, you know, just and to see the success he's had from that and to see the way he's able to motivate people to do their jobs and to motivate people to want to succeed and create a, a sort of infectious competitive culture where people, you know, don't feel the pressure to succeed, but, you know, have the, have the fire lit in their belly where mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, you know, you, you want to keep pushing forward and you want to get better each day. And, you know, sure, you made a record last week, but, you know, top it this yep. week. Why not? You know, and, um, and I, I'm talking very broadly there, but it's just kind of like the attitude he takes toward and the work I think he, put, he puts towards being a leader and towards, uh, you know, the pride he has in his work and his success. And it's like, okay, you know, those are definitely traits that, I take with me into my role now and will take with me when, you know, I start at the bottom of the food chain and, you know, the company I start with, because it's one of those things where, you know, if you have that man, that mentality, no matter what you're doing, it's going to, you know, push you forward, Mm -hmm. you know? So you said he was a first generation. Where is he from? Yeah. So my dad's dad, so my grandfather, um, was born in Lithuania and my, and my grandmother too, they were born in Lithuania. So this is during the time of, um, I forget the name of it, but when Hitler was taking over, like, the region and all that stuff, crazy story. So they knew, like, the Russians were starting to take over that part of Europe and, and the Baltic Sea and all that stuff because the Russians, like, they have a lot of land, but they don't have access to, like, the Baltic Sea, which is, like, the channel to, you know, ports and all that kind of stuff. And um, so they were trying to take it over, and uh, my grandpa told stories and stories and so many things about this, and he was like, one day he woke up, and you look to the right, you can see the Russians coming in. You look to the left, open space. What do you do? You have a little go bag. Not like it wasn't prepared, but like take what you can fit in this bag, get on your horse, and we're riding that way. And we don't want to get stopped by anybody. So they, they traveled from Lithuania. Um, you know, what? they ended up getting split up as a family, but they knew that their mission, they're like, we're going to meet in America. We're going to meet in Chicago. So they all got separated, all the brothers, all the sisters on their travel, um, got separated and, you know, went through ups and downs and 
eventually all found each other in Chicago. Insane, right? For that whole family to to go through the whole process of trying to get into America and fleeing and got to Chicago and were safe and obviously started from the bottom as, you know, as most immigrants do. Um, so my, my grandfather came here and, and started that life and worked really hard to create a better life for my dad. And then my dad being a first generation, like, obviously it's not like he's growing up with, you know, a mansion and, mm-hmm. you know, a servant, not yeah. that like, that's a good or a bad thing, but mm-hmm. Didn't happen. I had to work really hard to, to be successful, right? I had to do, go the extra mile, I had to come home from, you know, after, you know, 10 hours of studying at school to work a job and then to help like feed the family and to, you know, drive my grandma to work and do all that stuff. And, um, just really like tough stuff that, you know, it's funny when you think about it and talk to him about it, he's like, it's funny now when you think about it. Cause when I was growing up doing it, like that was just life. Like I thought, yeah, I didn't know anything like, else. This, like this isn't good or bad. This is just, it's what I got to do. You know, it's what I got to do to, mm-hmm. to keep going. It's what I got to do to push forward and be successful. So, um, but yeah, so he was, he's, I guess you would call that first generation, mm-hmm. which makes me second generation. Although, um, with the hard work that he's done and the hard work that, you know, my mom's done, it's, they've put our family in a really, um, a really great position. And I think it's, and it, and Joe mentioned this too on his podcast and mm-hmm. I don't want to like piggyback off what he said, mm-hmm. but like that whole idea of leaving things, you know, for the next generation, even better. And I think that's so cool. Right. You know, and and I see that firsthand too. Like my grandpa, like literally, like came here, yeah. And then did his best and did awesome things and was a wonderful, wonderful worker, wonderful friend, wonderful family member, wonderful grandfather, and left you know his family in in better shape than than he had, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my dad worked his butt off and he's left me in a better shape than he was in. And I hope to keep doing the same thing, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's I guess that's Simple. a little like cool thing. So it's yeah. being second generation American. I yeah. guess is pretty cool. It's not like. You know, it's not something that, like, I ever really talk about with my family, but when I think about it, and, you know, my roommate, Henry, you know Henry, Mm -hmm. like, he's always so proud of the fact, like, yeah, I'm first-generation American, like, my dad, like, was off the boat kind of deal, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, and I kind of thought about the way he phrased it, I'm like, I guess that makes me sick, like, (laughs) I guess I'm sick, so, like, that's cool, but yeah, that's a little fun fact there. That's so cool, I did not know that at all, but it is so true about leaving, like, not even a, like, a legacy, I guess, but leaving something for someone else, and that's been... I feel like there's a time in people's life when they get older, like, or maybe when they're young too, like, you start to realize that, you know, life is kind of finite, so it's cool to be able to do something that'll last forever and leave that legacy, like you're saying, but mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 I really don't know where the end of that sentence is going, so you found <laughs> it? Um, no, I think, I, and I think that's really important to do with, just in like for me, I never really have thought about it until recently with like a family in that sense. For me, I'm like, okay, what can I do with like others? Cause I didn't have that same, like my parents, grandparents, everyone's been in America. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I never really thought about, okay, what can I do for, you know, my kids one day? It's more like, okay, what can I do right now? I guess thinking with, with just connecting with people, not even like financially or anything like that, because I've been in like pretty fortunate. Um, so that's interesting too, to, to shift and think about, okay, if I had kids, what do I do for them? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot is Zoe told me the other day, she said, having kids is like having a second chance at life. And that blew my mind. Like, like you, and she's like, that's why I want six kids. Cause I want six chances. That's deep. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah, we screwed like, up on the first three. Yeah. Let's try. 
<laughs> she's like, I figured by then I'll have it right. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but it hope. is. Yeah, I was like, huh, that's a lot of people to mess up. Yeah. There's a <laughs> no, lot going on there. Yeah, but it is true to start thinking like that too. Like, okay, I need to... What, what are my... My actions are going to affect other people now too. It's yeah. not just about just me or... Okay, what I'm gonna goof around like no, your actions are gonna affect others eventually. Yeah. So that's a good a good way to think about it. Yeah, I mean it's hopefully that's a little ways down the line, but yeah, when that day comes, I mean it's it's pretty cool like to be able to leave things better than you found it. And it's kind of a daunting task because I've thought of surprisingly enough, I've thought about this as a young age. I'm like, wow, like I've been like, you know, been really fortunate. Like it's hard to like. Top that, you know, like, you know, like, damn it, like, dad. Like, like, dang, it's, it's, it's tough. But I mean, you know, I guess that that's life and is what it is, but I don't know where I'm going with that sentence, but no, I'll shut up. No. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. So you kind of are, I mean, you are not, you kind of, you are leaving your, your legacy too at FSU with AKSI, things like that. What are things that you have been proud about that you have, done or things here that you feel like either that you still want to do things you've accomplished things like that because you really have already started doing that now you've already started to leave that legacy yeah um it's kind of funny because when I got when I first got to FSU you know there's a club for everything and my whole thing was like all right my freshman year I'm going to take the year to just you know touch the, you know, look at the waters and see what's out there. There's a Harry Potter club. There's this, there's that, you know, there's, there's something for everything. So it's like, you know, my whole, my whole mentality was I'm going to take freshman year, scope it out. And by sophomore year, I want to be like involved in something. And like, everyone's got their own AK side story. I never saw myself coming to AK side, but you know, eventually came out and is what it is. Stories history, but really proud of the fact that I was able to, you know, get involved in an organization that I truly, like, care about. It's not one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm in this club, and yeah, we do this, and it's really cool, and I really like the people. It's like, no, I love this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is awesome. This is, like, when I think of college, I think of this. You know, this is just what, and it's kind of funny, because I never saw it coming, you know, but, and and I'm happy as far as legacy-wise, like, to get involved in something and to be able to help give back to it um, any way I could, and it's it's kind of funny, because as, like, my long-term goal, I guess, to kind of, you know, try to follow my dad's footsteps and become, you know, a leader one day at a company or an executive manager. Like, I think that'd be really cool. But, you know, it's cool that it's funny that when I joined AKSI, I never was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to lead it. I'm going to run it. Like, I'm going to be the guy. Like, that's not, it's funny. I was just like, I'm just really happy to be here. Like, yeah, I have one or two like positions that I want to do and, you know, professional activities, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was, in that in that position and I really enjoyed it and really you liked it. You did a it. great job too. Well, you really you. did. Like thank looking you. now and like looking at it, I didn't understand. I just thought that's what it was when it was happening, but now looking at it, like you did a very good job. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's the whole aspect of like my legacy was like I just want to like do something to create memory like create a good memory for people and a positive experience and to help people like get better at things mm-hmm. and you know and, and to get where I am now just kind of naturally sort of moving into this position is I just you know proud of the fact that you know I kind of left a legacy here without like without forcing it without you know doing anything that you know wasn't me just being myself and kind of letting you know my personality be me and and being kind to people and doing my best and trying to you know have good ideas to help push things forward and to get where I am now it's just kind of like it's really nice the way things left out and and I think the funny part is about it is like, and I'm not trying to like talk myself up, but like 
the way it just like like I said naturally happened, you know, and it, I wasn't trying to be anybody I wasn't. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to do anything that I'm, you know, be someone I'm not. And it just to move into the position I am and to be um, able to serve in that way, I just it's really kind of like um, like flattering to do so and like really humbling. Yeah. Well, and I think I mean you. So did you like say I'm gonna do this, or was it more you were sought out and people were asking you? That, I, I, I was mean, under the impression it was that. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. It was more so of like people started like reaching out to me a little bit, like, "Hey, are you gonna do this? Like, yeah. I can see you doing this." And mm-hmm. and then that kind of unlocks something in yes. your head where it's like, "Oh, people see something in me, and like people like you know." think that I can do well at this and mm-hmm. makes me think, look, maybe I can do, you know, well at this, maybe I can do a good thing. And not that I didn't believe I could before. No. It was just one of those things where like, I wasn't sure. Um, it's big, it's a lot of like liability, a lot of responsibility, yeah. senior year, the whole thing. But like, um, when, you know, and it's not like half, half the fraternities come out and say that, no, but, but a few people go out of their way to like say something nice to you and, and see something. And it's kind of makes you wonder. Um, and, and yeah, so it's a little bit of both there, but I'd say the people kind of, you know, seeking out and, and seeing that, you know, they could see you being a good leader and trust your vision. And, and that kind of led me down that path. And then and then I wasn't even sure more when COVID hit because I'm like, well, I don't even know if there's going to be an AKSI. Yeah. So that was a whole new challenge. And I literally spent, you know, I spent weeks thinking about this because, you know, the... FSU schedules were mixed up. Everyone's, all organizations' calendars were mixed up. Yeah. Elections get postponed. So, you know, we're waiting, we're sitting there all summer, like, kind of, like, vacant spots, like, what's going to happen? Um, you know, thankfully, Joe and Rose were both in master school, so, like, it wasn't, the ship wasn't left totally Thank abandoned. goodness, You know, yeah. that would have been crazy, but, and I'm spending weeks about it, and I'm talking about it with my family, I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, and, you know, my dad's very, like, supportive, like, hey, if you want to go for it, go for it, but, like, you're going to do it, like, make sure, you know, you do a good job, and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, and my mom was just kind of like, no, don't do it, like, this, <laughs> she's like... She's like, you know, it's a lot of liability, yeah. like, enjoy your year, and like, you know, just yeah. trying to, like, protect me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm you know, contemplating and thinking, and I'm going, and initially, it, it kind of clicks me, I'm like, okay, this is a, being a leader is one thing, and being a leader of an organization is one thing, but being able to do it, and I don't want to say a time of crisis, but a time of... Kind of, pandemic. Kind of, I mean, I'll say time yeah. of crisis, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's no playbook on how to run things, there's no playbook on how to keep the ship afloat, there's, you know trying to run an, run an on-campus organization where, you know, we value ourselves on people being mm-hmm. unified together when half the people may not even be coming back to school because of a virus. Like, that, and that's not their fault at all, but it's no. like, how do you how do you keep the culture alive? And mm-hmm. then I started to think about, okay, this is going to be a challenge. And, you know, what better way to ultimately serve the fraternity to, you know, maybe not necessarily be the leader where, you know, who's going to be making decisions that are the most popular, but making decisions that are going to help protect us, mm-hmm. protect us as an organization and make sure that, you know, in five years, there's some other kid who, you know, has the opportunity to, to rush like I didn't have the same exact experience yeah. and me having a helping hand and making sure to help keep this organization the way it is and to keep the culture alive. That was kind of like, okay, that would be cool, you know, mm-hmm. to, to lead in that way and to keep things together and to give future people and, you know, even as early as this semester, an, an experience that I had, like, I, I knew that was going to be a huge challenge ahead, but something that, you know, ultimately was like, okay, 
this is this is leadership. This is what the yeah. challenge is going to be. So when making trying to make as many people happy as possible, but also not <laughs> yeah. being able to make everyone happy, yeah. that's really difficult. Nearly impossible, right? It it's, is. You can't make, and we're all so different too. Um, which is a beautiful thing. Oh, it's it's, it's great, but yeah. it also is difficult when you're trying to make a decision. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome to hear those, you know, very diverse points of views and things like that. But you did say something when you were talking. And, and it kind of stuck with me, but just reaching out to someone else and telling them, hey, I see this in you, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. And that's something that I need to do more with other people because um, I've had people do that to me and it's made a difference. And it just lights up your day. Oh, that's how I was on exec is Rose literally nominated me there. And I was like, what? Like, didn't even consider it, was not thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I loved it. So yeah. You know, I think it's so important to when you see something in someone to let them know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's it changes lives, right? Like changed your experience mm-hmm. with the organization, changed mine, and yeah, I think that's something that I definitely want to work on too because it's mm-hmm. it's easy just to kind of think it about the person and never actually say it. But how powerful is it when you know you actually go up and give someone a really nice like, hey, like, what do you think about? What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on this? I see this in you. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, you know, a very empowering thing to do. Yeah. Well, sir, with that, How we long are going to... has it been? 40 minutes? Wow. Not too bad. It flew by. Wow. It actually flew by. Wow. That, I feel like, a, I feel like I it was feel like 15. I feel like it was talking for 15 minutes. I know. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like it was crazy. 15. I was waiting for you to drop me a question on aliens or something crazy. Oh, uh, something wild <laughs> like that. Hey, any conspiracy theories? Oh, my gosh. I don't... There's none that really stick out to me. I don't... I guess the... So I got vaccinated on. Oh yesterday. okay, okay, okay. There's that conspiracy theory that like, I, I some one of my roommate's girlfriend said the other day, the other day they're like, oh they're planning a microchip in you. Oh or gosh, like, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I, I, I for me when I hear that I'm like, do they really care that much about Lindsay Bauer? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like out of all people, they want to put a microchip in me. Like I don't think they care that much about me. Yeah. That's how I feel about like with listening. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast with someone who's uh, talking about like. Um, how your phones are always listening and things like that. and That one freaks me out. That Alexa thing in the corner there. I don't have one. I don't like that. I don't have one in my house. I, I do don't not. like that. And if you best believe I'm very kind to her. That's I'm the, very kind. So when say, they take over. First thing I ask when I enter a house or apartment, is there an Alexa? Because I'm going to watch what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. PG. Somebody's, yeah. somebody's listening. But, always. Always. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, between your phone, between computer, like everything. And at first I always thought it was like a weird, like conspiracy like no but then you like like one time I was talking to my sister we were listening in a I was in the car we were listening to a podcast and it was about the guy who invented Spartan races like mm-hmm. those like mud runner kind of things and I'd never heard of it before it popped up on your phone popped up on uh. my phone like the next day it was like about Spartan I didn't look anything right? up nothing and I was like what that's freaky yes that's it happens freaky. that's happened to me too with like dominoes or something mm-hmm. but like it's freaky. Mm-hmm. It is freaky. They're yeah. listening. That's the conspiracy theory that I, I could see being true. It's a listening yeah. device. I think, I mean, I think it's, for me, I'm, it's confirmed. It's already settled. It's scary. It's scary. Okay, where can the people find you? Where can the people find me? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Okay. I don't know what my handle is. I think it's mjdev216. Oh, I don't know what it is, but I think it's... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think it's that. I think that's what I made back in high school. Nothing too crazy going on there, but yeah. Do people ever call you MJ? 
Um, no, not really. No. So your middle name, what's your middle name? Take a guess. Joseph? Mm-mm. Jacob? Mm-mm. I'll make you keep guessing. It's John. John? Oh, yeah. man. Jeez, so <laughs> I feel like that's pretty bland. <laughs> John. Hey, that's kind of yeah. cool, though. You're MJ and, like, Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, that's, that's I always thought that was super cool, and I was yeah. like, yeah, we got the same thing going on. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of cool. I like yeah. that. But, yeah, so, you know, Instagram, you know, for all you business people out there, LinkedIn. Smart. I need to get my LinkedIn on. Yeah, here. go ahead and hit up the LinkedIn if you like. Always there for people if you want to chat or if you know i have some connections to the compilation of lindsey bauer podcast so <laughs> any way i can help you get on this wonderful yes. show i will try Aww, and help people get on the thank show thank you and you guys can find me at compilation of lindsey bauer on instagram lens bauer on tiktok and linkedin's lindsey bauer please i need a job <laughs> and <laughs> hey yeah i'm like a shameless and um i do have a blog lindsaybauer.wordpress.com yes wordpress is going to stay in there until i get some money so see you guys soon thank you mike you're the best thank you what you're an literally honor. the best this is awesome what an honor it was the best okay love you guys Mwah.